Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Welcome to the first day of winter. Oh, come on. This is April. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm, I'm not going on again about how I love winter. I just don't like winter in April. And when I heard we'd have light snow in the afternoon, I didn't expect the afternoon to begin at 7 in the morning and continue right through the afternoon. However, I digress because the weather is the least of our concerns here. You saw what happened. You've heard what happened in the Alberta legislature this week. It was Tuesday night where there was supposed to be debate on the whole bubble zone when it comes to the two. There's only two abortion clinics in our province, one here in Calgary and one here in Edmonton. And it was last week that I talked with Health Minister Sarah Hoffman as to why they felt, the NDP government felt, that they needed to have this bill, Bill 9. And so when the debate began, it ended quite quickly because all the UCP MLAs en masse walked out. And you've heard UCP leader Jason Kenney saying that they were being heckled and ridiculed by the, um, I'm assuming the NDP, and they didn't want to stand for it. Well, it just didn't look good. No matter what your views are on abortion, we know that they are legal in this country. We know that the women who choose to have an abortion, and it's not an easy decision, they have been given the right to have this medical procedure. And those people who are opposed to abortions, they still have the right to protest or make sure their views are known. They just have to assure that they are within 50 meters, 50 meters, not within, but 50 meters outside of clinics, hospitals, pharmacies, the homes of doctors who perform abortions, the offices of the doctors where women have to go to talk about having an abortion. I want to bring in Paula Simon. She's a columnist for the Edmonton Journal. I encourage you to check out her column, edmontonjournal.com. And uh, she's talking about really the ramifications when it comes to the UCP party. Paula, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I would just like to say that it is minus 20 with the wind chill here in Edmonton right now. So I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, no, exactly. This is, this is my point. It is, uh, it's, it's a foul day out there. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a Flames jersey in honor of the victims of the Humboldt tragedy. So I've dressed in layers. So I'm doing okay that way. Paula, tell me what your takeaway is when we heard Jason Kenney and the reason that en masse all the UCP MLAs walked out of the debate on Bill 9. Well, it's so ridiculous. I mean, I, have, I wasn't in the legislature. My colleague Emma Graney was there covering the debate for us. But I've watched back the videotape. I can't hear anybody heckling. I hear a little bit of crosstalk when Angela Pitt is speaking. But then it's quite quiet. And then Deborah Drever gets up and is, is quite dramatic in her response. You know, maybe an objective observer might say Deborah Drever was a little bit over the top in response to Angela Pitt. But it's within the frame of what passes for civil discourse in the Alberta legislature. If that 
was so upsetting to them that they had to walk out en masse. The hypocrisy is ridiculous, considering that what we're debating is how close you should be able to stand to vulnerable women in crisis while you scream abuse at them and throw things at them. So, you know, if if we're supposed to pretend that the that the UCP MLAs clutched their pearls and scampered out of the legislature because they were so affronted by imaginary heckling that I can't hear on the audio, um, how do they expect women and healthcare providers and volunteers who, who go in, in, in and out of these clinics to put up with the kind of vicious abuse and occasional you know, physical confrontation if, if we're supposed to assume that they are such delicate little flowers that they can't, can't put up with some heckling, which I didn't hear. But of course, that's not why they left the chamber. And that's not why they left the chamber. What are you reading into truly why they left the chamber? Well, you know, one, one can have two minds about Bill 9. One can see it as pragmatic legislation that sets a reasonable limitation on freedom of speech and comes in response to a growing concern about uh, intimidation outside of the Kensington Clinic in Calgary and women's health options in Edmonton. You could also say that it's a nice bit of political strategy on the point part of Rachel Notley and the NDP because they know that abortion is a very tricky issue, issue for the UCP to navigate. I think it's both of those things at once. Um, but <clears throat> having, you know, my, my colleague Graham Thompson and I both opined that this was a trap for Jason Kenney, uh, and he stepped right into it. I, I, I don't understand the logic because I think it's quite possible that he could have said, you know, we haven't had a policy convention yet. There's a range of opinion within the party about this. Some people have a libertarian perspective. Some people have a very pro-life perspective. So we'll have a free vote. Or he could have said, you know, I am Jason Kenney. I'm a devout Roman Catholic. I'm long on the record opposing abortion, and we're going to oppose this. Or he could have said, you know, we respect a woman's right to choose, but this is an unreasonable limitation on free speech, and we're going to debate it. Those are legitimate public policy uh, positions to take, but to run away because you, you, you don't, you know, you don't want to get any abortion dust on you. It, it's absurd. They, they look, they look ridiculous. And, and you know what, what's really funny is that he's united people, right? Because I, I've seen people who are UCP members saying that they're UCP and libertarian, and this isn't what they stand for. I've also seen people in the pro-life movement who are denouncing Kenny for not taking any kind of stand at all. So sometimes when you try to please everybody, you please nobody at all. And Paula, you and I would not be talking about this today had the UCP raised those same objections or concerns in, I know it's hard to say a mature adult debate when we're talking about the Alberta legislature, but had raised those and then voted on it, but at least they had made their positions known. I know um, we've heard Jason Kenney say he didn't want to fall into the NDP trap, and that's why they left. Well, now we're talking about it, and people are saying this is exactly a red flag that Albertans have when it comes to the UCP and their social conservative policies. I mean, I think he would have been much better off to say, we haven't had our policy convention yet. Uh, We'll have a variety of, you know, we'll have some debate. Not everybody in my caucus agrees. We'll hash it out. I mean, would that have been such a terrible thing to do? Or he could have said, you know, this is a matter of, you know, absolutely existential uh, religious belief for me, and uh, and I'm going to articulate a position of why this is so but i mean this kind of effort to dodge the question by by running out of the legislature and not even engaging in the debate uh it, it makes him look ridiculous 
you know, and it, it tars everybody. So now I'm quite sure that, the, that not everybody in that UCP caucus uh, has a very, you know, fun, strong pro-life position. But now they all might as well have that. Yeah. And I think that's the other concern. So when they finally have their policy convention in May, and we'll see if they touch this at all, but I think the other question is whether or not UCP MLAs have the freedom to have their own position on certain things, especially hot-button issues like abortion clinics. And and I I had somebody say to me... uh, you know, in, in, on social media, because as you can imagine, having written a column about this, I've had a lot of response on social media. And somebody said to me, well, they couldn't take a position because they haven't had their policy convention yet, and that's why they had to abstain and leave the House. And I thought, well, if you follow that to his logical conclusion, mm-hmm. then they can't vote on anything. Mm-hmm. Then they have to leave the House for every debate. I mean, it's, and this whole idea of abstaining, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, you can abstain, you can abstain from a legislative debate if you know, your spouse owns a business that mm-hmm. you're debating, or you have some other conflict of interest and you have to say, well, I'm abstaining. Or you can just arrange to not be in the House when the vote is called. But the idea that your entire caucus is going to abstain, that doesn't really have, like, there's no, there's no, there's no model for that in the Westminster parliamentary system. You can't just all get up and leave and say you abstained. That's, that's not what abstention is. Can we be clear, uh, because some listeners hear Bill 9 and they think that it has something about you are not allowed to protest. The the government's not taking away your right of uh, protest, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. They're just saying we have to have this safe zone or whatever we're calling it now, the bubble zone for abortion clinics, pharmacies, doctors, homes and offices. Yeah, yeah, you can argue about how pressing the need for this is, because Mm -hmm. certainly... Uh, I live not that far from women's health options. I don't see huge protests outside the way there once were. Uh, you know, I think that the pro-life movement has stopped a lot of those kinds of tactics because they found them counterproductive. We don't see the kind of really dangerous levels of violence that we did in the late 1980s and early 1990s when clinics, a clinic in Toronto was blown up, when, a, when a, you know, abortion providers were being shot. So... You could say, why are we doing this now? But what, uh, what Sarah Hoffman told me, and perhaps she told this to you and your listeners earlier, is that they've seen a, an uptick since September, that maybe this has something to do with radicalization on social media, with some sort of you know, f- overflow from the debates going on in the United States. But I think the other thing is that the government very recently allowed the use of um, a- an abortion drug, Mr. Gamiso. I always have a hard time saying it. You said it well. Um, I think I did it right. <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's a chemical, I mean, it, it's a pill that you take which induces an abortion, and it's only safe to use in, in the sort of the early months of a pregnancy. Uh, and you need to get a prescription from a doctor, but then you go to the pharmacy and you take the pill. Mm-hmm. So I think the concern is, it's one thing to say the Kensington Clinic and Women's Health Options, well, they can just go get an injunction. But now you have a situation where per- potentially, you know, any pharmacy that dispenses this could be targeted. Any GP who writes a prescription could be targeted. So I think that's why if you have this bubble, bubble legislation in place, you don't force every single health practitioner who may come under assault 
to go to court to get a separate court injunction. It will be much simpler to have a one-size-fits-all. And yes, you have to be 50 meters away. So that's not quite a city block. I think in Edmonton, a city block is 60 meters long. So, you know, it's like half the length of a sports field. So you can yell from there. You can wave placards. You can make a big noisy fuss. You can have giant blow-up pictures of fetal tissue um, if, if that's the point you want to make. You can't throw things at people from that distance very well. Uh, you can't, and you also are not allowed to take video or photographs within that bubble zone, um, you know, which is probably also covered by privacy legislation. But, you know, again, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't want people being harassed and blackmailed. Uh, and that's especially important because I don't know about the Kensington Clinic as well, but in Edmonton, women's health options isn't just an abortion place. It's a place where all kinds of women go for birth control and birth control counseling to have IUDs uh, fitted, to have um, uh, counseling about their reproductive health. So, I mean, not everybody going in there is going in there to have an abortion. You want you want everybody to feel safe and free to go in to receive medical care without being bullied and victimized by people who have an agenda or who, who may have a, a, a more vicious tendency. Or heckled like the UCP claims it was by the NDP and the ledge. Paula, I know um, you're actually homesick, I think. So thanks yeah, so much I, for taking I, I, some time. I, I, I've been hoping the dog didn't bark. But I don't think, I don't <laughs> no. think she made any noise. Thank you very much for the time okay. and just setting this up for us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Angela. Bye-bye. Paul Simons, uh, she is a columnist for the Edmonton Journal, and her column is in uh, theedmontonjournal.com. Just go there if you want to read the entire column. I do have a lot of texts, and I've got a couple of phone calls as well. I want to take a break here because, as I said to Paula, had the UCP simply debated, raised some issues that they had with this Bill 9, and then allowed the vote to proceed, It would have been one story lasting about four or five hours. Now we're still talking about it almost two days after it happened. 403-974-8255. Your thoughts after this.